0: Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast, which this week is all about high impact language. They're my top 10 tips on how we can use language devices and mechanisms to create positive influence on others and to make messages memorable. So tip number one, alliteration. This is using a similar set of sounds to create an impression and to create something more memorable such as short sharp shock or make messages memorable in the first case it was sh sh, sh short sharp shock and in the second case m, make messages memorable it simply has higher impact on the listener and makes the message more memorable we don't have to use the same sounds at the front of our Statements. So short, sharp, shock, and make messages memorable. The alliteration all comes at the beginning of the sequence of words. But you can do the same with the end of words credibility, likability, affinity. Credibility, likability, affinity. The alliteration occurs at the end of the words. So, alliteration, similar sounding words to create memory and impact. Tip number two, exaggeration. I've told you a million times not to exaggerate. Oh, I love you to the moon and back. I've got a mountain of homework to do. They're clearly exaggerations, they're completely unreal, but they create impact because they're exaggerated. And by being exaggerated, they're unusual. It's not the way we normally would speak about exaggeration or love or homework. So it makes it quite distinctive. It stands out and again has higher impact and makes the message memorable. Tip number three, humor. My favorite of all time is Tommy Cooper. He was brilliant at puns. A pun is based around a dual understanding of the same word. Here's one of my favorites. Two ariels met on the roof and got married. The wedding was terrible, but the reception was fantastic. Loads of puns make me laugh. And of course they're fairly safe, they're quite childlike, um, but you still have to be bright enough to understand the double meaning of the word. So in a sense it's quite a compliment to be given a pun, because whoever's telling you the pun assumes that you have the wit and uh, understanding of, of language to be able to know how one word has two meanings. So it's quite a powerful and humorous technique. Another humor technique is ambiguity. So you're using the fact that the word means different things but you create ambiguity meaning that you have to make the other person think about what's funny about the statement. So Nothing succeeds like a toothless budgie. Well, what's funny about that? Nothing succeeds like a toothless budgie. To begin with, nothing succeeds, and you're probably thinking, nothing succeeds like success. But it's nothing succeeds like a toothless budgie. And you think about it, what's... Oh, succeeds, succeeds, oh, a toothless budgie will struggle or not struggle actually, because it's toothless, will will find it very easy to suck seeds. So nothing succeeds like a toothless budgie. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. What? Time flies, I get that. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies? Oh fruit flies as in those little insects. Fruit flies, they like a banana. Okay, got it, got it, fine. It that kind of ambiguity humor makes us think and actually we quite appreciate the cleverness and the cleverness of the person who's offered us the joke So, puns and ambiguity both if you like acknowledge the intelligent potential of the listener so i think it's quite um, acknowledging to tell those kind of jokes another one is juxtaposition two separate ideas combined to humorous effect Uh, I need to explain this next one because it's my all-time favourite, and it involves uh, football supporters, particularly those who are based in Liverpool. Um, Everton uh, has a commercial shop selling Everton products on its uh, its main football site, but it decided it wanted to open a second shop in the city, and at the time... um, there's a new shopping mall developed in the centre of Liverpool and it's called Liverpool 1, O-N-E, Liverpool 1. So they decided to open one of the shops in there and then somebody who's obviously really bright thought it would be great to call the shop Everton 2. So the postal address for that shop is Everton 2, Liverpool 1. I mean how good is that? Everton 2, Liverpool 1. And I'm sure now that I've mentioned this to you, you'll mention it to somebody else. And that's, that's how Everton gets additional publicity and kudos. Everton 2, Liverpool 1. Fantastic. One point, though, about humour. Always use humour sensitively. And in particular, don't make fun of someone. You really should be laughing with people, not at people. And if you do want to laugh at someone, then make it yourself. So if you can laugh at yourself and tell jokes about yourself and create humorous situations about yourself, that's fine because the only person who's being potentially damaged is you. And if it's a a joke you've told yourself against yourself, then you must be okay with it. So be sensitive in the way you use humor. Tip number four, contrast. You know, I'm going to cover a lot of topics today, but this is the one message I want you to take away. Actually, that isn't true, but it's a contrast. I'll cover a lot of topics today, but this is the one message I want you to take away. The contrast, if you like, is a bit of a setup. I give you one extreme, a lot, and then contrast it with one. The exact opposite, a lot versus one. And we pay more attention to contrasts. I'll cover a lot of topics, but this is the one message. So it it sticks longer with the listener's memory. Another favourite of mine is, a bit controversial perhaps, it doesn't matter how many people you sleep with in your life, you always sleep with yourself. I tend to say that when I'm I'm talking about the importance of conscience. It doesn't matter how many people you sleep with in your life, you'll always sleep with yourself. And what I'm getting at there, of course, is that you want to... Uh, a a trouble-free night for sleeping and the best way of having a trouble-free night for sleeping is not to have something playing on your mind. Now my next example of contrast is something that I'm recommending that you look up on YouTube and it's Michael Jordan's ad for Nike and his script runs like this I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career I've lost almost 300 games I've been trusted 26 times to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. A brilliant ad, and that's all it says, but it emphasises the contrast between persistent failure and how that actually develops the potential for massive success. So I recommend Michael Jordan. Nike ad for a really great example of contrast. Tip number five. Repetition. It's often called the rule of three. I came, I saw, I conquered. Education, education, education. And, if I can, can I refer back to the Michael Jordan advert. If I read it to you again, listen for the rule of three. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. I've been trusted 26 times to take the game-winning shot. Three examples. Then he says, I've failed over and over and over again in my life. Three repetitions of over. And that is why I succeed. And the structure of the whole advert is in three. First of all, the failures. I've missed more than 9,000 shots, I've lost almost 300 games, I've been trusted 26 times. The second point emphasize the main point, I've failed over and over again in my life. Third point, and that is why I succeed. I think it's something like a 90 second ad, but it's, it's brilliantly structured to show contrast and the rule of three. Tip number six, the use of mnemonics or acronyms. And that's where we construct a word the letter of each uh, the letter of each word element forms a new word that was a bit clumsy wasn't it so i'll give you an example smart specific measurable achievable relevant and time framed it's often used in coaching people to set clear goals smart make the goal specific measurable achievable relevant and time framed fear Fantasy expressed as reality. Just a quick summary to say, actually, most fears that people have are in their mind, not real. So fantasy expressed as reality is the use of a mnemonic of the word itself, fear. One of my own is KILN, K-I-L-N. And I encourage you to take a KILN approach if you're reviewing your business or your team. What is it in the team or business that you'd like to keep? What would you like to improve? What would you like to see less of? And what would you like to introduce that would be new? Keep, increase, or improve, less of, and new. Kiln. So, mnemonics or acronyms. Tip number seven personalise. So, it's like my mum always said. So, You've already personalised it by making it personal to you. You've referred to somebody who's obviously close to you, you've lived with a long time, and has probably got something worthwhile or interesting to say. I don't need to say any more. I've got you hooked because I've said something personal. You may remember on, I think, was it Britain's Got Talent, when um, Susan Boyle uh, was first auditioning and Simon Cowell said, well, you know, if you could be successful, Susan, who would you like to be like? And I think she said, oh, I'd like to be like Elaine Page. And I think most of the audience kind of smiles or smirked to think, no chance, well, who's laughing now? But the personalisation, the, the, the confidence, the gall almost at the time to say I'd like to be as famous or as well-known as Elaine Page, you yeah, it's name-dropping. And name-dropping, of course, is part of personalising. So whenever we personalise, we make something more um, interesting and more memorable, because we can associate what the person was saying with somebody they were talking about. I'm someone who walks 10,000 steps every day. Every day. So I'm telling a personal story there, just in one line. And it makes it more memorable, because I don't say it's a good idea to walk 10,000 steps every day i say i'm the kind of person who one of the things i do is it's personal tip number 8 the use of visuals surely this is a terrible tip for a podcast which it's an audio vehicle so you can't see anything really we need to tap into the power of imagination and fantasy we don't need our eyes to see things for example Imagine you are sitting trapped in a cold, dark cellar. You can't see a thing. You're shivering. Then you feel something moving at your feet. In some ways, imagination is more powerful and more personal than an actual visual, because each individual internally visualises their own picture, constructs their own reality that's entirely personal to them, so it's powerful visuals really help people understand and recall the key message so generally speaking use visuals whenever you can either live in front of the person or by creating pictures in their mind so tip number eight use visuals and use the power of imagination Tip number nine, metaphor. I love metaphors or analogies. They are really helpful in making complex ideas easier to understand and to remember. A metaphor will often start with the phrase, it's like or imagine, and it explains something quite difficult or or important in an everyday context. Let me just give you one example from my life. My personal favorite, an invention of mine, relates to being a a one-to-one coach. I'm often working with people who are clearly clearly very able but who are their own worst enemy. They're full of self-doubt and self-limiting beliefs. So, to me, these are people who are like Ferraris driving with the handbrake on. They are powerful, but they are self-limiting. They're Ferraris, driving with the handbrake on. I'm actually giving a talk in Jersey next week, and the title of the talk is just that, driving your Ferrari with the handbrake on. And tip number 10, storytelling. Many great communicators are fabulous at telling stories. My best advice here is to watch any number of TED Talks that are readily available on YouTube, and three of my favourites are Steve Jobs' Stanford Address, Ken Robinson on Do Schools Kill Creativity? And Ben Zander on The Transformative Power of Classical Music. In fact, Ben's talk also contains most of the humour items covered in this podcast, including a great joke to start with, but you'll have to listen to his talk to find out what it is. And if anyone's interested, I've written a collection of 52 of my own personal favourite stories relating to my my journey through life. So if you'd like a copy just go to my website which is arnieskelton.co.uk and leave me your email and I'll send it to you. And I promise not to use your email for any spamming. So that's it. Let me quickly recap the top 10 tips today. Tip 1 use alliteration. Tip 2 use exaggeration. Tip 3 use humour. Tip 4 use contrast. Tip 5, use repetition. Tip 6, use mnemonics or acronyms. Tip 7, personalise. Tip 8, use actual visuals or the power of imagination. Tip 9, use metaphors. And tip 10, use storytelling. So, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Bye.